The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. But also joining me in studio is the brilliant comedian Jim Elliott on the weekend of the Paddy Power Comedy Festival at the Ivy Gardens. But also, Jim, mm. on a week when the country celebrated a firebrand, an outspoken critic of the establishment, uh, the passing of Sinead O'Connor did make me think about outsiders, the mm. place that comedians used to occupy and where that is now in the world in terms of the ability of a comic to speak truth to power without being cancelled. So who better to have in than yourself, Jim? Because, I mean, I've heard you talk about this on uh, many, many times. Yeah. Uh, And the impression I get from you is that we're in a new we're in a new place now and comedy doesn't fulfill the role that Sinead O'Connor maybe did back in the 90s. So. I don't know that it's such a new place because I think that uh, comics have come in for all kinds of criticism for a long time. And you have heard me talk about this all the time because really, and this is one of the things I, I love and hate about stand-up comedy. It's absolutely my favorite art form. If I'm not watching it, I'm thinking about it or reading about it. But the only time we talk about it in the mainstream media is when we want to talk about free speech and censorship. I would love to just see a celebration of comedy for what it is. You can go out and have a laugh. I feel like people don't think that it's a thing to do. Friday night, what are we going to do? We can go for dinner. We can go to a movie. That's it. Those are the options. Nobody ever thinks, let's go to a comedy club. Comedy's booming all over the country. You should check it out. But I don't know that, I don't know that comics should be the people that are, that we look to, to push the envelope in the way that an artist like Sinead O'Connor is. Uh, R.I.P., of course. And also, by the way, she wasn't catching half this positive publicity while she was alive. Mm, and that's There's been a brought little up on the show good. as well. I, ho- I hope so. Maybe yeah. maybe appreciate the people that are speaking it while they're still here. But, yeah, go ahead. So there's a uh, there's a thing. Okay, I knew we were going to talk about this, and I and I went to my library of comedy books. I, I decided to consult the authorities because we can ask what Jim Elliott thinks about this, but who the hell's ever heard of Jim Elliott? It does not matter. Uh, so a few I was, people, Jim. I was flipping through a uh, <laughs> flipping through a a, a, a biography of, of George Carlin autobiography, and he talks about when he made one of the shifts in his career because he used to be a really silly mm. wordplay guy for yeah. the first you know quarter of his career. Richard Pryor was. Exactly. Yeah. Before the, before they sort of had their come to Jesus moment and they decided to talk about stuff that really mattered to him. And in his autobiography, he had this one thing that I'm going to read to you here. He, he says, the noisier the culture becomes, the stronger your voice has to be to be heard above the din. This was a conscious thought that I'd better raise the level of my voice and therefore the intensity of my metaphors and images and words and topics to get and keep people's attention. And I think that's very relevant for what we're talking about now. And is the point that you brought up that maybe comics don't occupy that space anymore. There's so much noise culturally around what we're consuming and the million different, you know, it's not just radio anymore. There's a million podcasts. It's not just network television anymore. There's YouTube and TikTok. Mm. And so the idea of what what comedic content is has been fractured and is all over the place. And on the one hand, it's a great thing because all you really need to start making funny sketches and, and letting people see them is a phone. That's wonderful. On the other hand, sometimes it feels like nobody's listening. Sometimes it feels like to really make that cultural impact used to be if you got a 10 minute spot on a national television show in the States or in Ireland, that was it. You were famous now. Mm. But now you can take a guy like Peter McGann, who's incredible, who's playing at the festival. You should go see Peter McGann if you get a chance to see him. He's wildly popular online. 
my in-laws haven't heard of him. My parents have never heard of him. Yeah. He's not making that cultural impact. The local celebrity concept. Exactly. Well, what I thought you were going to jump to was that now you need to say something truly controversial to be heard. But I actually think that what you the point you've made is the case, is the reason why comedians aren't veering towards saying the truly controversial. That George Carlin, in his autobiography, mm-hmm. as you've mentioned, went controversial, mm-hmm. just chose to go controversial mm-hmm. in the same way as Peter McGann has chosen to go specific and find his splinter. It's that is wonderful, his audience, it? His cake, his portion of the cake that he can live on that yep. is perhaps sanitizing comedy. I wanted to put this to you that maybe it's more, it's less profitable to be edgy as a comic now than ever before. It could be. The thing is, when you when you talk about pushing edges and pushing boundaries, is that whatever medium you're doing it on, you have to adhere to the rules of that medium. So if you're going to be on a network television show, if you're going to be on The Late Late, if you're going to be on Johnny Carson or, 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 or news The Light Show or News Talk, I can't swear right now. No, I know that. I knew rules. that coming in. Mm. So if somebody who is a, a edgy comic who talks about a lot of, of uh, uh, horrific still, subjects, yeah. if they then lose a network television gig, you don't get to come complain about being censored okay if you're a nudist you can't work in a bank that's just a choice that you've made and so the, the things that uh, that but people are putting are out those rules are always shifting though. those rules are always shifting and that's good but that's the, good that's but progress the, but the but well though there's lots of people that would argue that it isn't and we'd love to hear from you 53106 is the text line again it's Jarrett Regan standing in for Anton Savage Anton at Newstalk.com if a text is too small to get across what you want to say on this mm. because this could have filled the hour, Jim. Absolutely. There's a lot of people that disagree about the movement of those rules. If we take Chappelle, for example, Dave mm-hmm. Chappelle, who probably over the last few years is the most notable global name as a comic that has pushed the envelope to the point where employees at Netflix walk out mm-hmm. and say, we will not work for this platform as long as he is still on it. And that's He fine. remains on that platform. Of course he remains on that platform. And that's, I have so little time to listen to the likes of Chappelle or Burr or any of these people that are making millions of dollars per special who then complain about being censored. You've been censored. He was canceled at one point. He, had, he walked out. He had to leave the country. He was off the radar for a solid decade. So for him to talk about being canceled now for any of his views or being censured now, he's not. He's doing well. And I don't think he would say that he's being canceled. He's catching a little blowback. You're going to catch blowback. And that's fine. That's one of the beautiful things about about stand-up comedies. You can say whatever you want. Some people are going to react negatively to it. And I think he addresses that in in the intro to one of his specials. Uh, It's not a joke and it comes on before the title card. It's just him sitting on a chair and he says, listen, everything's funny until it happens to you. Sometimes the funniest thing to say is mean. And there's stuff that people won't laugh at. And it's not because they're being politically correct. It's because they're in pain. Well, you know, we started at this conversation around Sinead O'Connor and the the place of the critic and the uh, the artist who is willing to speak truth to power and how willing we are to celebrate her now that she's passed and how perhaps some of these comedians that are as inverted commas cancelled, who can't Mm. get booked in the way Jim is describing, would be celebrated tomorrow if they passed away. Someone's text in to say that there's nothing unusual about choosing to wait until an artist has passed to speak well of them. Elvis record sales went through the roof after his untimely passing, as did Morrison from The Doors or even Roy Orbison. I mean, that does tie in with the Chappelle idea that 
you know, you know, Chappelle is the bold boy in the classroom is mm-hmm. the role that he fulfills. Mm-hmm. How far can I go with this impression of the teacher before the I get expelled? Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 censorship of that, though, Jim, tends to happen among comics like comics perform for other comics. In Absolutely correct. Yeah. What am I? How am I pushing the envelope in the view of my peers and that? The audience, as I understand it, are much more inclined to engage and to follow that. And would you agree that we're in a difficult time where someone like Sinead O'Connor could hold problematic opinions that she would later walk back? Mm. But nowadays, you or Jim Elliott, you said that thing once on Twitter. Now I will no longer go and see you. So the line and the tightrope that you walk as a comic now is much more difficult because... The previous opinions of George Carlin will be held against you in a court of public law. It can be. It can be the case that uh, that because everything is so eminently searchable now, and people can bring it up again. If you want to know if a comedian has ever said anything about a, a, any sort of minority group, all you got to do is type that comedian's name and that minority group into Twitter. You can find all their old comments. George Carlin. If you saw him live, then you knew what he had to say about the establishment. If you didn't, you probably didn't hear it. So just the, the media saturation that we're in mm-hmm. runs a little bit counter to that. But I don't think it's not censorship you know what i mean i i can't stand it when comics complain about censorship i think is the word is the issue Mm. the word is your issue there uh i suppose so yeah i i I suppose that uh that 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 that, uh when comedians say that i've been censored you haven't been censored (laughs) man you knew what you were playing you you, know the game and also you still have a phone absolutely you still have the 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 channel to broadcast from don't have to worry about hurting ticket sales because nobody's coming to see me anyway don't don't get down on yourself Ah, you can come see me tonight at the civic theater next week at the laughter lounge jim elliott an absolute joy to talk to you great to see you buddy to the end of the anton savage show The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.